Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. It's Nick here, and welcome to Scale Up Your Business. So today is a bit of an uncomfortable episode for me, I've got to be honest, because it's a year, literally this week, that I launched Scale Up Your Business. It's going so quickly. You know, I, I talked about it a few times where I'm stuck in that room recording for myself for 20 minutes and just feeling self-conscious and like, you know, who's going to listen to this? And <laughs> I don't think I've shared this, but I, I definitely got the microphone the wrong way around a couple of times. And, you know, you kind of get better with practice. And now a year on, it's it's something that I love to do. I've never missed a week. I don't intend to. And the inspiration certainly comes from all of you and the feedback that I've been getting. But this is an uncomfortable episode because the tables are being turned. Yes, I am being interviewed with my good friend, partner when we go and do business acquisitions, Rob Williams. Now, Rob is, he's been working, worked with me for six, seven years. He's worked for me. Really, you know, one of my good mates. And a few of you asked this, they, you know, a few of you said, listen, can, can someone interview you, Nick? Because... You know, we know a lot about you through the episodes, but we haven't heard everything. So can someone kind of kind of put you in the in the ringer, so to speak? And to be frank, I don't ever want this podcast to be about me. It's not about me. It's it might be about me being the kind of curator, sharing experiences and trying to bring different different thoughts and different experts together. It's really about trying to build a community. So it's very much about you and what you're trying to do with your business and your life. And I just want to be the person who can guide you. That's it. That's the intention. So so yeah, as you listen to this, it's a longish one. Rob has got some pretty powerful questions and I do go deeper. I definitely go deeper on some of them so you can understand what makes me tick uh, and why I do what I do why I'm so passionate about this topic, scale up and what it can do for people. So we get into that today. So listen, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was fun to do, if, even if it was uncomfortable. And I, uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. If you like it, if there's some stuff that's inspired you, if there's some stuff that's challenged you, if there's some stuff that surprised you, then please get in touch. As I say, and I mean my mantra, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Enjoy the show. Coach, investor, mentor, entrepreneur, scale-up guru, virtual business partner to thousands, and my good buddy, Nick Bradley. Nick, I've got to ask you the question. How does it feel to be a virtual business partner to thousands of people and not get any money for it? And uh, I've got to say, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for asking me to be the guy that interviews you on your first anniversary podcast. I can't believe this has been going on 12 months, man. So I'm embarrassed now, right? So you see, this the problem. The problem with this, and let me just be straight up front with it, is this is not what happens. See, I interview other people. People don't interview me, Rob. Well, the tables have been turned on you, bro. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to explain who you are in a second. But let me answer your question. I started this um, a year ago. I can't believe it's been a year. Um, so much has happened, and I'm sure we'll get into that tonight. Um, 
but you know what? I did it because I wanted to help people and I wanted to kind of um, have more contribution, genuine contribution in my life because I wasn't doing enough of that beforehand and I didn't realize it. So, you know what? It feels great. And it's every, every week that I get different feedback from people, you know, saying that you know, I'm really helping them and the stuff that I'm putting out there is valuable um, means that I just feel more balanced in what I'm doing and certainly more fulfilled. So there you go. There's the answer. That's why it hasn't changed. And if anything, after 12 months of doing this, um, I get more inspiration every day by the feedback I get from the listeners. That's incredible. So how do you get that feedback? Where, where are the touch points with the, uh, the people that are listening to your, uh, your podcast? Um, so there's different, there's different things. I think a lot of people kind of find me through LinkedIn and uh, Facebook because obviously, you know, social media these days, we've talked about a lot in various episodes. Hmm. Um, and then, you know what it is though? It's just reputation. So once you, I, I, there's a really good quote and I say it quite a lot. I've said it on the podcast previously, but if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll get what you want in life. You'll get everything you need. And what happens, I think, is things compound. So it's not, it's not so much about me putting stuff out on social media. I think I've really focused on making the podcast as good as I can make it. And what's happened is people have just shared the story. You know, and then mm -hmm. people, you know, if people, if you're adding value to people, people seek you out. It's not like, it's not that you have to go and get in their face or anything like that. They actually look for you and that's what's happened. Mm -hmm. So people are hearing your voice. People get to understand a bit more about your philosophy on life and business and success and it spreads i guess yeah. i mean you had a great story i don't know whether you've already told it about the guy on the train oh i think i'm not sure if i mentioned this actually but let me get into that but let's introduce you let's let's make sure everyone thinks who's this who's this random guy uh, this, is, so, this but, is about you this is about you <laughs> no but we'll, just, we'll just make sure everyone understands because this is a bit of a okay so where this started from so let me just kind of do that and then i'll answer your question yeah sure um where this started from is a few people asked um me to be interviewed so this came up from a few listeners and they said, oh, listen, you know, you interview all these people when you, you've told your story, but it'd be interesting to hear your perspectives on different things. So I thought, okay, who can I get to come and do an interview with me other than my, my, my buddy for a long time, Rob Williams. Who, <laughs> so just, just for context, so Rob and I have worked together, um, you know, he's worked for me for years, different businesses. Um, you know, I've brought him in on many occasions to kind of fix the commercial operational side and he'll be very humble about it but he's an expert in that area and you know we we get involved in some deals together you know a lot of the buying and selling stuff that i talk about here you know most of those deals rob and i will have a conversation about um and you know try and get you know where we where we see opportunities we kind of come together and see where we can add value because that's a big part of obviously what i like to do and also what, what rob, rob likes to do so rob's known me for a long time and said i've worked with him probably more closely than anybody else so i thought you know what better person? <laughs> what better person? <laughs> so there you go, Rob. That's you, mate. No, well, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. And like I said earlier on, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to be on this first anniversary uh, podcast of, of something that has just built up incredible success. And it's almost difficult to believe, isn't it, in terms of uh, the amount of downloads, the amount of listeners, the amount of engagement that you've had from the people that have listened to you and, and had, you know, real sort of life-changing and when I talked about you being a virtual business partner to thousands I wasn't joking because you know, I've met some of the people that, that write to you and these guys have set the business up on their own and they've got no one else to speak to uh, it's incredible that they reach out to you they use your podcast to validate decisions they've been making or those you know light bulb moments that make them think that's how I do it that's how I generate leads or that's how I can turn 
you know, the 12 hours I've got in the business to 24 by leveraging and working with VAs and that sort of thing. I mean, you've had a massive impact on lots of people by giving them practical advice, but not just advice, but I think you give a lot of people self-confidence and confidence from hearing you say how it can be done. And you have a real level of certainty around that that carries through. Uh, and that's, uh, that's the feedback I've had from just speaking with the several people that um, I've you know, spoken to as a result of uh, introductions you've made. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, as I said, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, but we haven't spoken about it obviously on an episode. Yeah, it has been overwhelming. Um, if I think back a year, and I am going to answer your train question in a minute, but let me, let me get into this. If I go back to a year ago, so what was happening? And I've talked a little bit about this in main detail. I was, I was advised to record six episodes. Um, and the reason for that is that when you launch, when you launch a podcast, anyone who's out there listening who may want to launch a podcast, you, you want to have some content up there. You don't want to just go out there with one episode and then people have to wait a week for the next one because, you know, people want to get a sense of who you are and what you're about. So I did six. And I remember, I remember the first one I did, I had the microphone upside down and the wrong way around. So it sounded like <laughs> I was in a bath or a shower. <laughs> it was shocking, man. And, and then, of course, you've got to get used to the fact that you're talking and these first ones were by myself. I wasn't interviewing. So you've got to get used to talking to yourself for 20, 30 minutes without a break. And, the, you know, if I go back and listen to the first few episodes, the first like one to six, as much as the content I think is still quite, you know, relevant and useful, um, the way that I delivered it was, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but let me, let me answer, let me, let me answer the, the I'll tell the story of the, the train. So, yeah, so this is where you know you're kind of in a place that's you know things are starting to move because there was a guy who contacted me who wanted to scale up his gardening business and he didn't earn a lot of money you know so as i said i, I try and help people as much as i possibly can but there's a limit to what i can do and i have to make some sense of it as well um but i always jump on a call it's one of my things so i jumped on a call with him and i said listen i'll try and help you as much as you can i'm not going to charge you or, or anything like that because you know, I, I want to help you. And he sent me a really lovely note. Anyway, he said, um, he said, uh, you know, I need help. You know, I've, I've, I'm earning this amount of money. I've got kids. Um, love what you're saying. I really, really resonates with you, particularly the mindset side. And, and then he, and then he, I said to him, I said, okay, I've got one question for you. Um, are you passionate about what you're doing? Do you really love gardening, landscaping, what he was doing? And he goes, fucking hate it. <laughs> so i sort of i'm thinking and this happens a bit by the way so this is you know as i tell this story remember this story is not just about the story it's about how it helps other people right and i said to him i said to be frank if you don't love what you're doing i can't really help you because every day you're going to turn up there it's going to be a grind and i asked him i said what do you love doing and he said he loves economics and he'd studied an economics degree but he just never for whatever reason um followed up on that opportunity so then I said to him, I said, how did you hear about me? Because, you know, as I said, you've obviously listened to a lot of episodes. And he said, I was on a train to Manchester from London. And there was a guy in the carriage listening to a podcast. And his, his headphones, if you like, were leaking sound. And, you know, everyone was getting really annoyed with him because all they could hear was this, like, you know, this guy talking and everyone was saying, you know, shut up, shut up, shut up. And, and I was listening to this guy and I thought it was really interesting. And, and that guy happened to be me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so of course you know there's a lot of people in the train train up you know from manchester to london who hate me but there's you know one or two who like me anyway <laughs> so he tapped the guy on the shoulder and said who are you listening to and they said oh it's nick bradley scaled business and and that's how he found out about me and yeah so it's, it's random stories like that and there's so many of them now 
you know, people have come up to me when I've been traveling over in the US and sort of recognized me from my thumbnail on the podcast. And they're <laughs> things that are, they are massively overwhelming. I didn't start this to do that. I didn't, you know, that mm. wasn't the reason, but it's a byproduct of putting yourself out there. Yeah, I mean, and that's the kind of fame that people would maybe expect to get five or six years in, but for 12 months uh, is, is incredible. What, what, I mean, there are lots of business podcasts out there. What, what do you think the, the secret sources that, that you have that has enabled you to be in the Apple podcast charts alongside people like you know, Tony Robbins, who I know that you revere and, and, and uh, you know, see as inspirational? What is it about your podcast, do you think, that's, that's different? Yeah, there's been a couple of things. Um, I think first and foremost, well, I'll give you three reasons, and I think they're all, they're all important in different ways. Um, the first most logical thing is I called it something that everyone gets. Mm. So I did spend a bit of time on this. And you know, shout out to Rob Moore, who's been one of my mentors, who's got a really strong podcast himself called Disruptive Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. He, he advised me on naming. Because I, you know, I was going to call it something a bit more ethereal, but he he said, "No, call it call it what it is," and we toyed around with, you know, grow your business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But scale up your business, I, I kind of decided on that in the end, because there's a difference between growth and scale up. There's a massive difference between startup and scale up, and a lot of what I've done is scale up, and we can get into into that. So that's the first reason it's named well, so people get it. There's no ambiguity. The second thing is um, I talk about mindset. And I talk about intention and I talk about getting your head straight. So being clear about what you want to achieve. And then I talk about the mechanics. So the mindset is more important. I talk about that as being probably 70 or 80% of the game. Mm. And then the strategies and the tactics are quite simple. But if you haven't got your mindset right, it doesn't really matter about how good you are at marketing, how good you are at managing cash flow. You have a, a short term result if you can do those things but you won't have a long sustainable piece and scale ups about um, perseverance um, and endurance as much Mm -hmm. as it is about anything else. So that's Mm -hmm. the second reason. And the third reason is I think because I've been quite open and authentic, but at the same time, not trying to be um, what's the word massively vulnerable. So, so, you know, I'll tell my stories and there's some, there's some interesting parallels about what I've gone through. I think a lot of people follow a path, in life, particularly with their jobs, where they, they, they might choose a job that they really want to do. Um, and then they, they sort of go on and do that. And then they realize somewhere along the line, it was the wrong thing for them. I think a lot of people who have sort of breakdowns or midlife crises, you know, crises or whatever it's called in the forties, it's usually because they realize they're on a pathway that they don't want to be. Mm. And because I sort of talk about the possibility of breaking that, if you're brave enough to do so, um, which is kind of what I've done, um, then I think people get inspiration from that. So I think those three things work. And now I think it's because I'm bringing some really interesting people on as well. And, and, and because I can do that, because more people are listening, it means that people are getting access to some really good experts and thought leaders. Um, and I get to interview them. And I get to have those great conversations. Yeah. And, and you know, you've interviewed a, a variety of individuals. And one of the things that I particularly enjoy is, you interview uh, UK-based uh, founders of organisations that have grown very quickly in, in five or six years um, through that sort of initial investment funded by parents uh, and, and sort of grown very quickly right the way through to uh, people that we, we both respect, like Oren Claff, you know, experts in the, the game of, of pitching and doing deals in private equity 
um, through to gurus like Rock Thomas. So there's a really great variety, I think, that appeals to everybody. And you can take something from each person's story and apply it to whatever situation you're in. Is that something that you did by design or did that happen naturally? It was very natural. It's a, great, it's a good question because a lot of people ask me about how, how much planning I do. And when I first, I mean, the first few episodes uh, were pretty much me talking and I was going through the various things that I'd learned through my own scale up journey. Right. And then I thought, well, you know, the intro music talks about special guests and experts. And I thought I better do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I launched first and foremost, the entrepreneur in focus series. Cause I thought, well, hold on, why don't I just bring some people on who are entrepreneurs and people get a lot of value out of, out of stories. So I thought I'll bring a few people on. And one of the first people I brought on was a guy called Kev Blackburn, who I met at a Tony Robbins event. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he was the Amazon arbitrage guy, you know, basically went from making, you know, 30 grand a year to making millions in two or three years just by changing everything and focusing mm -hmm. on a totally different area. So he was a great guy and he, he's still a good mate of mine. So that was the first. And then I've had, you know, Wendy Shannon. She was interesting in terms of her whole journey about purpose-driven businesses because she had a mm -hmm. pretty dramatic uh, situation with her son at an early age, which meant that she had a whole epiphany about family travel and how that should be. So her story is very emotive, you know, really good, really deep. So I had that. So Entrepreneur in Focus was the first one. And then, you know, the rock thing happened uh, by totally by chance. And, you know, for those who haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen. It's a great mindset episode. But more importantly, he he's quite prolific. He's had, you know, so much um, external validation for his story. And I think he's had something like 90 million people watch his Goldcast video. He's a really powerful guy. He's a good friend of mine now. So I speak to him probably once a week and I'm sort of, you know, in, you know, just a good mate. Um, but that was the first one I thought, well, hold on. Now I've got some experts in different areas. So since then, obviously, Oren Claff's come on. Um, you know, I've got some really interesting ones coming up in the future. And then the new one I've started doing recently is um, bringing clients on and doing a pretty much a live coaching mentoring session with them because i think again the problems that people face in their businesses they're, they're usually pretty similar so people mm -hmm. can get a feeling of you know that the problem that i solve for someone means that i'm actually solving it for more people by putting it out there through the episodes mm. but you know long long answer to your question but do you know what none of this is is none of this has ever been like written down you know this kind of two by two quadrant <laughs> it's it's a feeling of what I think is, and even this episode, I thought, you know, people ask for this, but I thought, when's the right time to do it? And, you know, I want to intermix it with other episodes so that this is a bit of a different episode versus, you know, an interview with Neil Patel, who's coming up, for example. Mm. I mean, the one thing I would say about you, and I think, you know, the value of me interviewing you is I, I do know you, um, is that you have always been incredibly intuitive. And a lot of what you do is, is about feeling rather than design. Um, whereas you know, I'm the opposite, and which is why we complement each other so well. But you know, the Rock Thomas example, I think, is the perfect proof of the path that you've been on over these past two years. So I know you've referenced Think and Grow Rich quite widely. Um, and in that, uh, there are very, very clear examples of infinite intelligence and auto-suggestion helping create the world that you set out for yourself and everything around the rock thomas piece just felt like serendipity 
it couldn't have happened unless there was this bigger force out there that was supporting you in the journey that you decided to take. And that's going to sound weird to a lot of people, but hearing that story as it happened, because we were working together at that time and you were updating me, it's incredible. And there can be no other answer. No, what no. Do you, I, what do you make yeah, of that? Yeah, it's, you know, listen, it's, it's fascinating this. I'll tell you what's good about your question here right, and then kind of what you bring up is a lot of people sort of think that, you know, they can control everything in their lives and then they get stressed and all this sort of stuff. And I was like that, right? So I was very much a control freak through my corporate career. <laughs> I've talked a bit about that. But um, what's happened since I've started to open things up a little bit more, just become more aware of, of different choices. And we'll get into that around mindset, I'm sure tonight. Um, the Rock Thomas thing was just mental. It was bizarre. So I talked a little bit about this, but just a very short version of what happened. So I threw a mutual friend, a guy called Ken Eslick, who I met through some of the stuff I was doing through Tony Robbins and, and one of his events called Date with Destiny, which I recommend to people. It's an amazing event. Um, he started doing some work with rock and we were supposed to have a phone call. Ken said, you know, rock should go on your podcast. He's pretty well known and he's got an amazing story, <clears throat> multimillionaire. Um, and just, just so focused on all these different areas of, of personal development. And I was traveling in um, Amsterdam with my family and we were there for just a couple of days and we were flying out on the Saturday morning and I was supposed to do a call on the Friday with rock to say, you know, the initial meeting really to say, listen, you know, let's catch up. You know, do you want to come on the podcast? Would it work for both of us? And his PA who was organizing the call says, well, you're not going to believe this rock flies into Amsterdam Friday afternoon. And so we ended up having dinner together, you know, spending about three or four hours together, just talking about what he's doing with his business, what I'm doing, got on really well. And then obviously we did the podcast afterwards. If you listen to the podcast, knowing the story, you can see why the podcast is a great podcast because we already had a lot of connection and rapport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you know, out of all the cities in the world, he lives in Canada. I live, you know, just North of London. And for a time window of 24 hours where I'm flying out and he's flying in. And then, you know, lots of things have happened since in terms of what I'm doing with him and, and what we kind of, you know, are trying to do together. But that, that to me doesn't feel like it, it was, you know, just random. It feels like, you know, that was the kind of thing that was supposed to happen. <clears throat> and that's one story. And one thing I want to say to people when they're struggling in their businesses, because I think it's important to bring it back, is I've now started to believe, and I really believe this, that kind of things happen for a reason. So if you're going through a really painful piece, which everyone does, particularly in scale up, you just got to ride it through. You've just got to stay focused and present because it's probably something you need to learn. And what most people do is they give up when they hit that roadblock. They don't realize the different things that are going on. And my sort of view is that things kind of happen when you do the right things around it. So for me, serendipity, what's the other word? Um, just that, you know, there's a sequence of events that happen in life that you can, you can control, but you just don't know how you're doing them. And that's, that's what I've learned through that experience. Mm -hmm. and, and part of that was locking the future into your subconscious and trusting that the things that you were doing would, would help take you there. And that's when serendipity happens. I think if your conscious mind is trying to force things too often, it will jam that mechanism. So, I mean, you talk quite a lot on the podcast around the, the meditation aspects of, of, of the things that you've done that you, know, you found to be life-changing that help you relax. And it, it, you show more curiosity to things. So you'll take more interest in people. You'll be more open-minded. And as a result of that, great conversations happen. People understand 
where you want to go, you understand where other people want to go, and suddenly you get this mad amount of reciprocity where loads of things are happening to help each other out and take you both further forward on that journey that aren't really contrived or designed uh, or, or forced in any way. Uh, and that's the, you know, the one thing I found out about you. And if we can mention your chance meeting at Life and Wealth Mastery as well, I mean, the Rock Thomas one, one. Is, is, is kind of, yeah, wow. But the Life and Wealth Mastery, well, I don't know whether you want to tell that story, but okay, I'll go into that because I haven't told incredible. that story. So, so um, as I said, Rob and I have a, a, a fond interest of buying businesses and making investments. Um, basically for lots of reasons, A, for wealth creation, but also, it's, you know, we love scaling businesses. We like driving growth. There's a lot of fun in that game. And there's a couple of people in the world who I've, I've managed to get close to um, as mentors, if you like. And, and one of those is a guy called Carl Allen. Now, Carl Allen, um, if you're ever interested in, in doing buying and selling businesses, there's some good people out there. There's Jeremy Harbour, who's been on the podcast, and he's awesome as well. He focuses mainly on distressed deals, deals where the businesses aren't performing very well. But what Carl does is he focuses on leverage buyouts, so buying profitable businesses you know, for, from people who, who, for whatever reason, won't be able to sell their business in any other way. So you can get a, a business for a good price and you can do a lot with it. So we, lo we love that. Rob and I love that. Yeah, we love that. So, <laughs> so, so Carl Allen has an amazing program, Deal Maker Wealth Society. And it's an online program where you can be taught the mechanics of what to do to get into this game. So it's, it's really cool. So anyway, so, so you know, I, it was one of the first things I did when I started to pivot into a new career about three years ago, and I wanted to kind of educate myself on the cut and thrust of deal-making. Mm -hmm. So I turned up to this event last year called Life and Wealth Mastery, which is a sort of health retreat type of thing. And there's about 500 people that go to it. And again, this is another serendipity point. So there's 500 people, and then you get broken into these groups of 10. And so I'm going on a coach to go and do this thing off in the, um, in the, in the mountains of Spain, in Tenerife. And I noticed this guy and I'm thinking, God, that guy looks familiar. And then, you know, it's Carl Allen, right? So I go up to him and say, mate, your, your course, your kind of buying and selling course, you know, my years of private equity, it's one of the best. And so since then, we've become, you know, good mates, um, partners in um, some of the stuff that he's doing in private equity in Baltimore. Um, Going to go see him in a couple of weeks and, you know, talk about some more stuff together. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's not dissimilar to the rock thing at all. But my, my kind of takeaway, my summary is when you put yourself out there into those situations, you do manifest stuff. You do. Mm -hmm. and, and, and at the time I think how, how random the one guy that's probably had the most transformational influence on what I'm doing now for wealth creation happens to be in the same group at the same bloody Island at this event. Yeah. So, you know, whatever you think, right. We were supposed to meet. That's what was supposed to happen. You know, that's what I believe now, even though it does sound a bit random. No, and, you know, as you know, I, I agree with uh, that, that whole philosophy and, uh, and the theory behind it. So bringing that back to your audience, how do they apply that? So, you know, the chance meetings that they will have will enhance their business or help them get to where they want to go. What are the yeah, things so, that they need to be doing? Yeah, I mean, I, there's lots of... I didn't know it at the time. So again, but if I think back of 12 months of podcasting, it's about the conversations. What I've managed to do is pull together a bit of a playbook around how all this works. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so one of the things, and again, I probably knew this, but I didn't, I didn't articulate it like this. So one of the first things when people come and speak to me or they ask me for help, the first thing I say to them is, have you got a clear vision? 
right? And without a clear vision, and it doesn't have to be a weird thing, it just needs to be a direction. If you don't know where you're going, even if it's just a, a sense of where you're going, you're gonna end up somewhere you don't wanna be, right? So you have gotta have that. So if oh, I'm just doing stuff because I'm coasting along, it's not, honestly, you're gonna end up in a place, and that's why a lot of people get miserable, get depressed. Well, you're part so, of someone else's plan, aren't you? That's, that's the point. If you don't have your own plan and your own vision, you'll be part of somebody else's. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Same with time, isn't it? If you don't, if you don't fill your diary up, someone else will fill it up. Yeah. But, but back to the playbook. So the vision piece, right? But then to your question, there's two really important things, right? And I, I always say to people, it doesn't matter how you do it, but you've got to change your environment. So you've got to put yourself in a different room. My coach, Rich, Rich Lipton, says, and it's his quote, and I've used it a few times because I think it's so powerful, that if you are the smartest person in the room, the most you know, um, important person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So the first thing I say to people is if you want to kind of put yourself into a different situation, get out of your peer group, get out of your, your comfort zone, go somewhere different. And it's going to feel scary, but, you know, a little bit like the whole Tenerife example with Carl Allen, I'm going to, you're going to meet people that open doors for you in a different way. So that's the first thing. So change your environment. If you don't change your environment, I think the other thing that people say, you're the sum average of the five people you hang around with. It's just a statement, but it's true. If you don't change your environment, you're always going to get the same predictable outcomes. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, and this is what I did. Once you're clear on that vision, have a think about who you need to be to achieve it. So this is not about setting the goals, even though I'm a big believer in that. This is about who you need to be as your identity. And so another thing that Richard said to me is a goal is something that you come from, not something that you move towards. So you have to envisage yourself being there and working backwards. And that's a really interesting concept. And what that means to me is what it says to me is, okay, so if I want to be, you know, if I want to buy the Boston Celtics, we'll talk about that, if I want to do these crazy things, it's not that I really want to buy them. I just want to know what it feels like. Mm. And so what, what does it feel like to sign that check? You know, and also what else could I be doing in the world if I have that level of abundance? So so for me, I, I went and said, okay, I need to develop myself professionally and I need to develop myself personally. Mm -hmm. So I had two lists. I had my personal development list and I had my professional development list. On my professional development list was Carl Allen, randomly. On mm -hmm. personal development, there was more stuff with Tony Robbins and just mindset. So I realized that I needed to change. So I had to go out and find those people, those mentors, whatever it is, those environments mm -hmm. that would allow me to change my identity. And that has changed everything. That has changed everything. And I said, that's for listeners. I know your question. That's what they need to do. Have a vision and then work out who you can get close to, what environment you need to change to, to achieve that vision. And, and how do you figure out the environment? Because that's quite a tough ask, isn't it? I, um, it is, but it comes back to the profile you're, you're, you want of yourself. Mm. So <clears throat> what, I, what I also did, I set some standards. It was interesting, actually. I watched... So we talk about Think and Grow Rich. The book's good. There's also a, a video, a movie, which is a bit cheesy, but it's quite a fun. If you're into that sort of stuff, it's quite a fun watch. And there was a part in that where one of the people being interviewed said, talked about standards. And I, and I love this, right? And the standards were, the example that was used was this guy was literally in the office doing his, his whatever his job was. And he was, you know, it was 10 o'clock at night and the cleaner goes past and said, oh, you're still here. And he kind of thinks, yeah, why am I still here? And that mm. catalyst meant he wanted to change things. So what I did is very similar. I said, I want to be around my family more. I want to have an income that's generated by what I do, not by whatever one says, I, someone else says I should do. Uh, I want to travel. I want to, have, um, I want to have wealth, but wealth so I can do whatever I want, you know, whenever, whenever I want with whoever I want. Mm. 
-hmm. And I had a list of different things, right? So that was it. So I thought, what sort of, how can I now pivot into this? And from that, I, I thought, okay, well, what have I done for years? For years, I've done business turnarounds, scale ups. I've done it for other people. How can I do that for myself? How can mm -hmm. I do that, you know, independently? And, and then I just thought, okay, who are the best people in the world at the components that I've done a little bit of in my own career, my own sort of thing, but who are the best people in the world at this? And then I just, I just literally jumped on Google, asked people, looked at networks, spoke to friends, you know, told them what I was thinking, you know, a lot of trusted conversations. And all of a sudden, as soon as I started asking the questions, you used the word curiosity before. As soon as I became curious, the logical answers popped up. So my coach now, Rich Litvin, who I've mentioned a couple of times tonight, how I found him was random. You know, I was on a plane to San Diego and I spoke to someone sitting next to me. Mm. And I liked what she said and I read his book and I liked the book. And that was the right pathway for me to then go forward into what I do on the coaching and mentoring side. Mm. And all of that work, it, it, it changes your whole approach to the world, doesn't it? And it's almost like you're, you're giving off a different vibe that people find magnetic as opposed to being insular and closed people can see that you are open you want to know more and you want to give and you want to provide and there's there's that connection again which which sounds a bit weird but i think when you practice this you know exactly what we're talking about yeah if things things change and <clears throat> i've talked about it a couple of times with different interviews about the matrix and the, the red mm -hmm. and the blue pill and it's worth bringing up because it's actually quite a powerful part of the last 12 months. Yeah. So, you know, people have a choice and people just don't think they have a choice. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think a lot of people go through life um, feeling that they're stuck. And the only thing they're really stuck in is their head, really. Yeah. And everything else is an excuse. Oh, yeah, I can't afford it because this has happened. You know, I, you know I've got kids in school. I've got a big mortgage. It's all, it's all mm -hmm. you know, it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. I don't judge it. But you you have to become very resourceful and very strategic if you want to create a life that is on your terms and mm, it's hard yeah. it's hard so you know the long answer or the, the shorter answer to what is a very long piece is i show up with more certainty and more um i just i just don't have any doubts about this stuff so therefore my ability to inspire or influence someone comes from a place of i've i've been there and done it and it works not easy right lots of people and you and i know this you and i have spoken to colleagues of ours and they've never been able to make the jump even though they desperately mm -hmm. want to but they mm -hmm. they give up at the first hurdle mm -hmm. and that that that's not what this is about this is grafting this is being relentless you have to be driven and if you do mm -hmm. that then then the the possibility of a different lifestyle business and life is there mm. so never settle Wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether you're in your car, in your kitchen, having a glass of wine, uh, on a run, if you, like Nick says, are the smartest, richest, um, most interesting person in the room, you're in the wrong room, you need to change. If you're dissatisfied with any element of your life, your financial standard, your relationships, your career, your income, how you maybe aren't getting the sort of spiritual um, fulfillment that you're looking for. Redefine yourself and make that change and use the approach that Nick has described to be able to you know, break through uh, and experience life on your terms. And again, never settle, I think, are, are two words that, uh, that we've discussed a lot. 
So the next question I think is, you know, we discuss statistics like 90% of businesses are never going to make it to scale up and they're going to fail in their first five years. It would be great to think that people who listen to this podcast, and I love statistics, you know that. So, you know, <laughs> you do. <laughs> you, there is a there is a higher percentage chance of being a successful business and not failing in the first five years if you are a religious listener to Nick Bradley's Scale Up Your Business podcast. It would be great to think that there are people out there that are genuinely listening. And because they're listening, they're making better decisions uh, to succeed. But you've taken that one step further now, haven't you, in terms of actually providing, I think, like a 90-day business accelerator, which is much more focused on seven or eight core capabilities of the the business owner, uh, but also all aspects of how you grow a business, how you look at the market, how you develop market product market fit, how you generate leads, how you grow profitably, how you manage your finances, and you've got some great resources that you know, provides lots of extra information for, for them that they can apply. That's the big thing. Knowledge is great, isn't it? You can read a million books, but unless you take action and apply it and try it and see and learn and grow, it's no good. It's, it's almost entertainment. It's passive. You've got to be active with this stuff. And are you finding that with the, uh, the education program? Yeah, so the vision behind this, I think, you know, you made, you made the, the comment early on about sort of being intuitive. And I have, I've always been quite intuitive. I sort of get a sense or a feeling that something is the right thing to do. And, and then I, I sort of either trust that I'm going to take action on that or not, depending on what my goals are and things. So, so the accelerator, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit more broadly. So the podcast, as I said, the intention, and it comes from one fundamental belief, that if I help enough people get what they want in life without any expectation, I will always have what I need, you know, whatever that is. I can always ask for help. I've got, I've got enough, it's kind of like credit, if you like. I mean, if you, if you help enough people, you feel, and what happens, it's kind of funny because there's a, there's a profit contribution side of that and there's also a, a kind of, you know, somewhat selfish side of that when you think about it, right? Because there is mm-hmm. something that you, you are doing it for a reason. There is a motivation for it, even mm-hmm. if that's just psychological. So, so the podcast was always designed to be that, to put stuff out there to help people. And then from that, things have just grown. So we've just launched the um, Scale Up Your Business community on Facebook. So literally just launching. So it's not much content there at the moment. But that was a game from the community. They came and said, listen, is there a place that we can all get together and just share stuff around Scale Up? So, so that's a, another free resource that people can go and join. And it's just another way for people to kind of help each other. So that's about the community helping each other using concepts that I can talk about, but it's more than that. Mm-hmm. The Accelerator, very specifically designed for people who have businesses that might be turning over six figures, um, sometimes quite high six figures, but they want to get to seven figures because that, that milestone allows them to go into scale up and employ people and invest. And it doesn't mean they're necessarily financially free at that point a lot of people think that if you've got a business that's turning over seven figures you're financially free but it's not usually Mm -hmm. the case but Mm -hmm. it's the first proof point so the accelerator was set up to do that and also just give a little bit more depth into the stuff that i can only touch on for 20 30 minutes on an episode Mm -hmm. and then you know the next stage of that is going to be a higher level so a lot of the people i work with now have got businesses that are generating sort of eight figures some even more you know, mm. so, and that's a very different thing. I mean, that's a massively different thing. So there'll be some more programs around that. And then the stuff that I do one-to-one with people, 
you know, that's changing as well. That's evolving because a lot of people come now and they want to kind of know how they can sell their business, particularly because mm-hmm. that's an interest of mine and the private equity background. Sure. So, you know, it's going into that. But, you know, the answer to your question is everything has just evolved as the community's evolved. And I'm, I'm trying to sort of put stuff out there which allows me to kind of help more people but do it in a more efficient way than um, just the podcast and just one-to-one stuff. Mm-hmm. So a message to the listeners, if you haven't looked at the Scale Up Your Business community, you haven't registered, go and do it because there's going to be loads more value than you even get from the podcast. So, you know, get out there, get subscribed, uh, and you'll get even more wisdom and ideas and knowledge uh, that they can then, you know, again, take and apply to themselves and their businesses. That's the vision. Ultimately, you know, in this in this space, I want to help as many people as possible. And, and the overriding part of that, which I which I thought about a while ago, is is entrepreneurship as a force for good is the big driving thing. So, mm-hmm. so I think it came off the back of when my dad had cancer and died. Um, it was more the fact of you know that whole idea. And it's been said before, so I didn't coin the term. But you know, where is the cure for cancer or the cure for anything like that sitting in? someone's head in in a either a geography of the world or it could be you know a socioeconomic piece where someone just hasn't got the access to the education uh the mentorship to be able to get their idea out there Hmm. and so i thought well hold on you know i want to be able to do that so if i can you know one day once it's not very far away we'll set up a foundation around this stuff so that we can kind of help people you know free of charge it's a it's a just a thing to be able to allow their ideas to have more um awareness Mm-hmm. So, so that's where it's going. That's where, you know, and it won't be long before we've got all that set up and it's all started just, you know, literally a year ago off the back of this bloody podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing the growth and, 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 you know, you being able to, to make that contribution and, and achieve your vision. I think one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is, you know, we've talked a lot about mindset and there's clearly those, those technical skills and, and ideas and approaches that help, um, you know, certainly help successful businesses to, uh, to to run effectively. But you have got an insane work ethic. You have tons of energy. How do you stay on it? How do you stay focused? How do you keep inspiring people? I mean, you give a lot out. So how do you maintain your energy levels and, and what do you get back that means that you can keep on maintaining like that? Yeah, that's a really, you know, I've never been asked that before. So that's a great question. <laughs> I don't think I've even thought about it. <laughs> you so might ask me like, back. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, okay. So I think there's, again, there's two, there's, there's a, there's actually an emotional slash mental answer to the question. And there's a physiological one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the, I'll start with the emotional slash mental one. I talk a lot about purpose and why. So if you have a greater why, if, if you've got what we call leverage, then doesn't really matter about the actions or how hard it is you will you will just do it okay so the the example for that is if you know the one that was told to me if you're let's say you you know your your house is burning down and you know your family member is inside you don't think about the consequences or the pain or any of that sort of stuff you just do whatever it takes and the reason for that is because the leverage the why the purpose of, of your action is greater than the action itself. So if you've got a strong enough mission behind it, it becomes addictive. So, so for me, um, 
helping people as much as it does become hard and I do work longer hours than I'd like. And I'd like to get some balance at times, even though people think I'm very balanced, I'm structured, but at the same time, I've still got lots going on. Like even tonight, you know, I'm working up until midnight. I've got some, some calls to do after this. And I started this morning at five, right? So mm. it's a long day. Um, but the, the purpose behind what I'm doing is greater than how I feel. Mm-hmm. So I, I have energy because I'm driven by the purpose. So that's the first piece. If, and the reason I can say that with confidence is when I wasn't driven by that, I was driven by money. I was driven by status, significance, all the stuff in my corporate career. Mm-hmm. You know, I was exhausted all the time. Mm. I was still doing lots of stuff, but I was exhausted. I looked drained, whereas mm. these days I don't, right? So that's that part. And then the physiological part, and I've started to do a little bit more around this because I think the, the four keys to, to being successful in business and in life are in this area. So mm-hmm. the first part is mindset. We've talked about that. The second part is skill set. We've talked about that. Then it's about systems. You know, it's about the, the things that you can bring in to create predictability. And then it's about energy. And that's about routines and habits. Mm-hmm. So the reason I have energy from a physiological level is meditation. It's intermittent fasting. It's regular exercise. It's drinking three liters of water a day. It's um, eating pretty balanced. I wouldn't say that I'm kind of on the whole vegan train or any of that stuff, but I, I understand how my body reacts to certain food types. Um, it's being religious about sleep, you know, mm-hmm. making sure I track everything. So you love this. You know, I have, um, you know, garments and whatever else to track sleep and, and all that. Cause I want to know, I want to, it's like anything in a car. You want to have all those, you want to have the instrument dial clear. So, you know, you're not going to run out of petrol. Yeah. You, know, you need to know that. So I balance those two things together. And I think people who don't look after their body, look after their physiology, they're going to not be able to do everything they want to do. And people who don't have a strong purpose and why they're not going to be able to do what they don't want to do, what they want to do. When mm-hmm. you bring those two things together, it becomes unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And that's how people, you know, people who really, you know, you can see it when people are really focused and really passionate and they look after themselves and they realize that they're trying to do something that's bigger and beyond them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't, they don't look tired. No, no, they're, 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 they're always radiating energy and that's, that's how they get it back. I mean, you, you mentioned meditation. We talked about gratitude a lot, certainly for coping with, with stress um, and, and getting that balance in life. How important has practicing gratitude been for you over the past 12 months? Yeah, I learned, I learned that. So I wasn't, I wasn't grateful before. I was always, um, it was all about where I wanted to go. So it's more, it, the question's actually more around presence, and I'll get into why I think that. Because beforehand, it was always about achieving the goal. So it wasn't about stopping, you know, literally stopping and going, what have I got in my life? Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so gratitude really is that. There's two things that were sort of mentioned to me when I was going through my personal development experience. It was firstly, if you're scared, if you have fear, which everyone does. It's not like everyone's immune to it. Being grateful for what you have is, is the antidote to fear because you can't, this is true, your psychology can't have both of those feelings uh, happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you stop and go, you know, I've got a great family, I've got a great life, I've made some choices, I'm really grateful for even small things. If you're going for a walk and, you know, amazing sunsets, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You can stop and appreciate those things. It, it gives you the, again, the juice, if you like, to go ahead and keep driving forward. So gratitude mm-hmm. actually is probably, it's probably aligned to your last question, Rob. It's, it's, it's all there because those things make a difference to how you show up. And of course, how you show up and what you do and how you take action is then determined of what you achieve going forward. 
So, so again, I think a, a message to the listeners, if you are investing energy in the things that you don't have and worrying about the things that you don't have, you need to make that switch and focus on all of the things that are great in your life that you should be grateful for. Yeah, and the reason I say be grateful, be brave, have faith show up, it's a mantra for me as much as it is for listeners and the audience. I say it, I try and say it most episodes mm. because actually those four things I think are the things that I remind myself daily in terms of what I'm doing. So being grateful is the starting point. Be grateful for where you are, everything that you've done, the choices you've made, decisions, even, and this is the hard bit, even the bad stuff. Be grateful for it because it's, you know, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got to where you are without having to go through those experiences and everyone goes through mm -hmm. bad stuff, right? Challenging things. Mm -hmm. Being brave is, is more about the future, you know, so it's difficult because, you know, you don't know what's coming. So, you know, that choice about whether we should invest in that business, well, what happens if that business, business goes backwards and we lose our house? Mm -hmm. You've got to be brave. You know, you're not going to get anywhere unless you make decisions. So, you know, be grateful, be brave, have faith. So that's a little bit about the serendipity. You know, things will work out. They're going to work out. And if they don't work out how you want at that point in time, it's not the end. And then showing up is all about focus and action. You know, you've got to take action. You've got to just not do too many things. But those four statements, be grateful, be brave, have faith, show up, is kind of what I think is the blueprint to how you start to get to success in both business and life. Fantastic. And yeah. you, normally, you normally sign off with those, you know, the kind of the, 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 those four elements um, that, that you clearly see as being fundamental to achieving success for yourself and, and for your business. So, so maybe now this is a good opportunity to say, Nick Bradley, congratulations. First anniversary. <laughs> um, I nearly said it was your 50th podcast anniversary, didn't I? But it's your first anniversary. You must have done nearly... 50 podcasts i would have thought because you've no, been... I've done more i've done more because i you've launched more. six yeah so i think i'm on i don't know i always count i think it's like 50 as we do this tonight i think it's 56 57 or something wow. but i do you know yeah it's it's funny it doesn't fit time's flying by it doesn't feel like it's that because i'm now i now it's become a habit to some extent it's just something that i do every week i don't i never miss an episode i know exactly what i'm doing yeah um but yeah it's it's gone quickly it's gone quickly but it's but it's incredible and now people are kind of almost get anxious and they can't wait for the next podcast to come out because you are having such a huge influence on the way that they manage their lives and, and uh, run their businesses. So, you know, what you've achieved is, is incredible. And I think, you know, it's not just me that is really excited about what the next 12 months is, uh, is going to bring, but thank you for inviting me to interview you. I hope all of the listeners have enjoyed it. It's given them an additional insight into you rather than you being the guy asking the questions, you're the guy answering the questions. And um, I found it really interesting and I'm sure everybody listening will, will get some great insights and uh, again, things that they can take on and apply uh, into their lives and their business. So thanks very much, Nick. And once again, congratulations. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, you know, it might've been fun for you, but I've got to say, I think the tables turned on me is, is I think I'll, I think I think I'll just go back to what I've been doing <laughs> no no I'm grateful for you for giving up your time Rob to to do this as I said a number of um, listeners had requested this because I, I talk about various things but you know my philosophies and some of the other bits you know you don't have time plus I'm not the guy you know I, I don't want to be the guy who just goes onto a podcast and talks about me that's not who I am so um, as much as I'll be honest, it is a bit uncomfortable having the questions this way. When I go on other podcasts, 
we don't go quite as deep as some of these today. It's more just about stuff. So, but you know, I, I do also know that some of the things, experiences that I've gone through are going to help people. So um, I, I'm, I'm glad that we have done this. So thank you, Rob, for, as I said, for giving up your time and asking some very insightful questions. It has been my pleasure. Thank you, Nick.